the, 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 the perils and joys of preaching. May I just read these texts to you for time's sake? 1 John 2, 18. Little children, it is the last time. And as you've heard that Antichrist shall come, even now there are many Antichrists, whereby we know it's the last time. Many that are of the same origin, many of the same spirit, many of the same theme, many of the same tendencies. You can spot who he is in many people before he comes. Antichrist means two things if you're taking notes. In opposition to Jesus and in the place of Jesus. Opposition to and in the place of Jesus. 1 John 2, 22 and 23. He that denieth that Jesus is the Christ is a liar. He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. Now what this means here, you have to be careful. Some would say, well, I don't deny Jesus Christ. I believe in Jesus Christ. Which Jesus Christ? He that denieth the one the Bible teaches, the one the Bible prophesies in the Old Testament, the one born of a virgin, sinless, produced by the seed of the Holy Spirit, the one that lived a sinless life and died for the propitiation of our sins, he that confesseth that one is a believer. But he that denieth that one, if there's any variation in who Jesus Christ is compared to the Word of God, that spirit of Antichrist. And if it does not acknowledge the Father and Son relationship, the Father spoke from heaven, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And 1 John 4, 3, And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, which Jesus Christ, the one described, is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist whereof you've heard that it should come and even now is already in the world. The Bible speaks in Second Thessalonians that there's a restrainer here. And the Antichrist, and when you think Antichrist, just think man. Just think man. Man of lawlessness. Man of perdition. Man of sin. He will not be revealed until the restrainer is taken out of the way. Now, the restrainer cannot be the Holy Spirit because people are born again through the tribulation period. But the restrainer, I believe firmly, is the church because the Holy Spirit active in demonstration and an opposing force in the world. How many of you work in places that aren't really all that godly and there's about two or three of y'all that huddle together? And you make a little bit brighter light and you say, we the restrainer up in here. Because if we weren't here, it would go to hell in a handbasket quick. Can you imagine the world when every born-again, spirit-filled believer is taken out of the way? No alternative voices. No voices of sanity, reason, or logic. That's, this, this man will come into, and again, it's... it's very difficult if you've missed any of the previous three all of these come together there has to be the platform built before the antichrist can step on it the globalization that's sweeping the world everything global everything global everything global for him to step onto a global economic system a global uh spiritual system a global religious system all religions are equal see all of this framework where we say everything's falling apart the, the life as I knew it and grandmama knew it and every, every church, everything's changing. No, it's not falling apart. It's coming together. It's coming together. So the antichrist, a man will step on the scene, equipped, anointed, but not with a holy anointed to do the work in the place of, see, as Jesus did the work of the father, he will do the work of Satan. There's always an imitation there. Let me give you some differences, and I want to, some of this is by list, and then I want to talk to you. Difference between Christ and Antichrist. Christ, the anointed one, anointed of God. The Antichrist, the anointed one of Satan. Christ came from above, John 6. Antichrist comes from the pit, Revelation 11. 
Christ came in his father's name, John 5. Antichrist comes in his own name, John uh, chapter 5. Christ humbles himself, Philippians 2. Antichrist exalts himself, 2 Thessalonians 2. Christ was despised and rejected, Isaiah 53. Antichrist will be admired and, respect and accepted, Revelation 13. Christ will be exalted, Philippians 2.9. Antichrist will be cast into hell, Isaiah 14. Christ came to do his Father's will, John 6. Antichrist came to do his own will, Daniel 11. Christ came to save, Luke 19. Antichrist comes to destroy, Daniel 8. Christ is the good shepherd, John 10. Antichrist is the evil shepherd, Zechariah 11. Christ is the truth, John 14. Antichrist is the lie, 2 Thessalonians 2. Christ is the holy one, Mark 1. Antichrist is the lawless one, 2 Thessalonians 2. Christ is the son of God, Luke 1. Antichrist is the son of perdition, 2 Thessalonians 2. Christ, the mystery of godliness, is God manifested in the flesh, 1 Timothy 3.16. Antichrist, the mystery of iniquity, will be Satan manifested in the flesh. The lawlessness, the mystery of iniquity that's in the world now, the Antichrist will come in and put a acceptable face on it. It won't be called lawlessness. There'll just be no law. We're all going to come together in this universal consciousness, uh, this, this man-made utopia, not based upon righteousness, but upon you being able to do what you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it. And this mutual enlightenment gives us respect one for another and lawlessness will abound as long as there's a moral, uh, um, as long as there's a hum, human uh, emphasis, all will go. So you need to understand that Christ came on the scene and was not recognized and Antichrist will come on the scene and many will not recognize him. The satanic imitations of Jesus Christ, point number two. The Bible calls him the God of this world, small g. As the God of this world, anti, in the place of and opposing, he aims to imitate and surpass Jesus Christ. As God sent his son, Jesus, into the world, so Satan shall send Antichrist into the world. As God was in Christ, so Satan will incarnate himself in the Antichrist. Christ has an ecclesia, a church, a called out one. The called out ones. Antichrist will have a church called the synagogue of Satan, Revelation 2. Christ will have a bride, the church, Ephesians 5. Antichrist will have a bride, the harlot church, Revelation 17. Christ has a communion cup, 1 Corinthians 10. Antichrist has a cup of devils, 1 Corinthians 10. Christ's earthly ministry lasted for three and a half years, and Satan's reign in Antichrist will last for three and a half years. Now, this is the last of the introductional information, and then we're just going to briefly go through our message this morning. The Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So Satan likewise will present himself as the God of this age manifested in an unholy trinity. Satan, the dragon, as the anti-God, the beast as the anti-Christ, and the false prophet as the anti-spirit. Who Christ means to us. The church raptured, taken away, brought unto himself. The antichrist will be to the world. There will be a drawing. There will be a, 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 a feeling of, I've known you all along. It's as if, you know how we'll say that the Lord's word, when you're first saved, it's like he, he speaks my heart. He speaks my language. There will be not only a drawing and a recognition, but an appreciation for, a, a cohesiveness of this. Antichrist is the seed of Satan. Genesis 3 says that God said, I'll put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. Thy seed and her seed. Jesus was the seed of Eve. And Antichrist, this man, will be the seed of Satan. Now, I don't want to throw, throw you off or make you run for the doors. But in the original Hebrew, it's not clear. Many scholars tend to say, well, that just means uh, the, the seed of the serpent uh, is just unholy people. 
But Satan can't birth unholy people. He said, I will put enmity between the woman's seed that comes from her and to the serpent, speaking to Satan and the serpent, he said, and thy seed. Other scholars also believe, and it could include, that Satan will be an imitation of the incarnation, or the Antichrist will be an imitation of the incarnation of Satan himself, just like Jesus was God in the flesh. This will be a representation of him. The Antichrist will be easily and uh, readily recognizable and revealed. If you're writing this down, you won't have to wonder. Now, I, I don't believe the church is going to be here. Uh, well, I know for a fact, fact, we will not be here for the wrath of God. The last three and a half years of the tribulation is called the wrath of God. Uh, we're not appointed unto wrath. It's a time of Jacob's trouble. We could be here to see him introduced. There is nothing in the way for Christ to come for the church. Nothing's in the way. The rapture could happen at any moment. The coming of the Lord you got to remember the day of the Lord all through the Old Testament was a time of judgment, of wrath, uh, 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 of horror, of death and pestilence and, and wars. It was horrible, the day of the Lord. There was no mention of the rapture in the day of the Lord because it wasn't yet revealed to Paul. But in the day of the Lord, there is the catching away of the saints, the rapture. And the difference between the, the rapture and the second coming, both of them happen in the day of the Lord. The rapture is Jesus coming for his church, and the revelation is Jesus coming with his church. When he's coming for his church, the Bible says we meet him in the air. When he comes with the church, his feet touch the Mount of Olives, it splits in half, and he destroys the armies of Antichrist and Antichrist himself with the brightness of his coming and the word of his mouth, with his glory. But he will be revealed by one thing. He will confirm the covenant of peace with many. He will be the... It doesn't say he births it, but it could be. He's the one that oversees, is recognized as the broker or the validator of the peace agreement with Israel and all the nations that surround her. When you see that happen, according to Scripture, you can count seven years to the second coming of Jesus Christ. It's as clear, it's math, it has no feelings. Seven years. Three and a half years from that point is when Antichrist turns, uh, and I'll get to that in a moment, and seven years after that, Christ comes. How will we know who Antichrist is? He will be the one that confirms the covenant of Israel, and there, there might be many players, but he will be the one, the main one. Now, here's where I want to free you up, I hope. Don't try to figure out who the Antichrist is. It's like, you know, you know what you're having for lunch when it's on the table. I said, we having chicken. There you go. It's right there. Uh, we're not looking for the Antichrist. That's why I believe in a pre-tribulation rapture if, if the Antichrist had to come first, then I'm looking for Antichrist, right? If he has to come first, then I'm looking for him before I can look for Jesus. But the blessed hope is not the looking for Antichrist. Well, wait a minute, Brother John, 2 Thessalonians says that that day cannot come until the son of perdition be revealed and there be a falling away. Yes, that day, the day of the Lord. They were concerned that they were in the tribulation. And he said, no, the day of the Lord can't... To be in the day of the Lord, they thought they'd missed the rapture and the tribulation had happened. He said, no, the Antichrist has to be on the scene. That's how you know you're in the day of the Lord. He wasn't saying that they, that's, the rapture can't happen until then. He was letting them know that, that that's how you know. And so it will be easily seen, readily seen, but the world will even make fun of, oh yeah, you know, here's this guy, speaks like a lamb, has the heart of a dragon, uh, and someone, he'll say, you know, yeah, I'm the Antichrist. And everybody's going to laugh, <laughs> you know, we're bringing peace, we're bringing solutions to this. But he'll be very 
widely recognizable for those that know the scripture. He will receive and exercise great power. Listen to this. Power to unify all peoples, all nations, tribes, and tongues like Nimrod at the Tower of Babel. A tower being built, a system, a community that man builds without God's help or approval. It, it's, it's the idea that we as men can fix it. We as men can grow it. We as men can ascend and we can, just like in the garden, be like God. If we have the knowledge of good and evil, we can be as God. All we need is one another. This is the world mantra now. All we need is each other, mankind, one voice, one mission, one purpose, one king. And like, nation, like the nation of Israel that cried for a king, the world will cry out for one. Jesus said, I came in my father's name and you wouldn't receive me. But one will come in his own name and you'll receive him. He won't have a religious allegiance. He'll just have a name. He will exercise power over all religions by demanding that people take a mark. That has a religious and an economic implication. It means that I recognize you, listen, as the Savior. Not from my sins, but from my troubles. Imitation. You save us from this chaos. You save us from this racism. You save us from these wars. I recognize you as the answer. And I'm taking a mark stating that that's who you are. And I'm also taking an economic mark that means I'm not only under your spiritual covering, but I'm under your governmental covering, which I cannot buy or sell without this mark. Now, I don't know if it's an RFID chip or uh, under the skin laser tattoo, but when the Bible says mark, don't you think God, and there's so much out there today that contradicts scripture. They say it's not going to be a mark. It's going to be a mark. No, no. What that means is there will be some, you know, geo-mystical, metaphysical. No, it will be a mark. And it will be easily seen on the forehead or on the hand, either by the naked eye or by a scanner. And no man can buy or sell. And the people will follow him. Because he's going to have power over economic dilemmas that have plagued nations and the world since time began. He is going to be supernaturally empowered with economic ideas and understandings and he will bring natural solutions with the same visibility that Christ brought spiritual solutions. Just recently, just the other day, um, what bank was it, Kelly? Chase? Yeah. Did y'all, you remember me telling you about one of the ways that we can go towards the one world economic system was if there was a, a quantum uh, jubilee, a quantum debt dismissal, a jubilee, if you will. And everybody that hates, uh, uh, it doesn't matter what side you're on, Democrat, Republican, white, black, green, yellow, it doesn't matter if a guy come out and said, okay, who all wants to have all your debt wiped out? Everybody like, sign me up, sign me up. One name, one heading. In my lifetime, now if I'm wrong, if anybody else knows of any, Chase Bank decided to cease operations in Canada this week and wiped out all the debt. And there were people in Canada with their credit cards going, ooh, thank you, Lord, thank you, you know. Gone. They just said, we're just no debt. What do you mean there's no debt? We just... Decreed it. What if a geopolitical figure could come on the scene and said, we are going to erase the debt of everyone on the face of the earth and we're all starting over. The people that have worked hard, invested wisely, and set up money aside, no, no, that's not a good idea. The vast majority of the people will be, that is the most, that is the solution. And do you see how there's contractions happening? Has anyone else seen this in your lifetime? Where a nation's credit card debt was absolved? This Antichrist will have the solutions, the power. He will exercise it over all religions. That doesn't mean he'll have an Antichrist religion. I believe he'll be the governing voice 
of all the world religions. In the same way all the nations will keep their identity, they will just be under him. All religions will keep their identity, they'll just be under him. And the mantra is already being sung, the table has been set, the path has been poured in concrete. Relativism. All roads lead to God. Whatever you believe is fine. What is your truth? And he will oversee that for the first three and a half years until he changes. And in midstream, at the three and a half year mark, and we're getting ahead of myself, but uh, there has to be the building of the temple because he is going to show up in the temple, cause the sacrifice to cease unto Yahweh, and say, I am God Almighty. Well, you told us that all the roads... No, no, I'm it. And there will become a one-world forced religion. And if that worship is not given, there will be a beheading that takes place. One-world system, one-world government, one-world religion, one-world commerce. He will establish political power over all countries, kingdoms, and kings. And he will exhibit power to do miracles, signs, and lying wonders... Signs and lying wonders. In the Old Testament, do you remember when Moses said, how, God sent him to Pharaoh and said, tell him that, uh, Moses said, who, who am I going to tell him to, to, that sent me? He said, tell him I am than I am. Well, what if they don't believe me? He said, what's in your hand? He said, staff. He said, throw it down. He threw it down and it became a snake. He said, show him that. That's pretty, that's a pretty good one. You know, if you got a stick, I said, I'm going to show them that. <laughs> Can you imagine going in with eight pocket aces in your pocket? You know, you got your staff right there. Let my people go. And he said, who, who are you to let me? He throws his staff down, and Pharaoh says, that's nothing. He called in his magicians, and they threw down their sticks, their staffs, and they became snakes as well. What was Moses feeling in that moment? He like, er, uh... I mean, I always put myself in that place. He's going, uh, can you just give me this minute? <laughs> but the symbolism here is so powerful and beautiful. With no prayer, no sound from heaven, no chills, no prophets, no prophecy. The snakes that God made consumed the ones that the magicians made. So what's the story? Truth wins. Truth wins. Truth wins. It doesn't matter what they can produce. Do you remember Elijah called fire down out of heaven? The con- it wasn't to validate Elijah. It was so that they might know that there's a God in Israel. Do you remember? For God's name. And the Baalite prophets, 850 of he, Elijah was bad. I just love the study of certain people. Elijah was like Paul. You, you just don't mess with him. He was bad. He had an edge. You know, he could be meek, but he's right here. And uh, he invited them. He said, he, he goes up to the, the Jezebel and the pagan king and says, get, eight, get, eight, get all your prophets. And we're going to each build an altar and he said, and I know your tricks. Don't put no fire underneath. And they wait for the wind to blow and it catches fire. And he said, and we're gonna, you call upon your God and I'll call upon my God. And we're going to get all the people together. And whoever's God answers by fire, that's going to be who God is. So 850, we got about 425, 450, something like that in here today. So 850 of them come out with their little loincloths and war paint and everything else and spears. And, and they're jumping around and praying and they pray half a day. So around 9 o'clock, nothing's happening, 10 o'clock. So they start cutting themselves and literally squirting blood on each other, rolling in their own blood. Here's Elijah. So, you know, after about 30 minutes of watching this, can you imagine three or four hours of watching this? He goes, hey, your God asleep? That's just what it says. Look in the Hebrew. Is your God asleep? And then this, I heard a preacher preach this in 1986 or 7. I said, that ain't in no Bible. I read it and it was. And it asked, if you look at the original language, is he using the restroom? <laughs> now, that, you know, there's trash talk, and then there. It, <laughs> is your God having problems back in the back? That's what he said. That's what he said. I'm sorry. It's, take it up with the Lord. He goes, what's wrong with your God? And he goes, enough! 
And he goes to his altar and he gets over and he pours water on it. Now, they're in a famine and a drought. There's no, a, a cup of water. Children are dying for lack of water. And here's a man, so here's a lady's buried two of her children yesterday because she has no water. And he's pouring buckets of water over his sacrifice. So no one can say there was fire underneath or little embers. And the, the anger. See, it, it's okay for them to spill blood, but you're pouring water out. That's the lives of children and babies and husbands and wives. And he poured it again and poured it again and poured it again. And he said that they may know that there's a God in Israel send the fire and fire fell from heaven and not only consumed the sacrifice, the stones. That's hot. <laughs> Got everything gone. Lapped up all the water and they cried out, uh, he is Lord, he is God. And he said, kill everyone that made 150. You just call fire out of heaven. You can about do what you want to. Kill all of those. And they all died. Now watch, when you see Antichrist, always think opposition to or in the place of. He and the false prophet will be able to do signs like calling fire down out of heaven. Imitation, imitation. Jesus, in the preaching of Christ, swept the world. His message, his persona, will sweep the world. He will be globally known. Jesus was globally known. So there's always imitation. Now, I believe, and I want to make sure that I, I tell you this carefully. I'm not saying fact. I believe it will have something to do uh, with fallen angels, um, interdimensional. And let, me, let me tell you why. The Bible says, because they love not the truth, God will send them strong delusion that they might believe a lie. Television does a lot of getting you ready for stuff over the years. You know, sitcoms, uh, getting uh, people living together, people living together, people living together, people living together. And now it's nothing. Murder, 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 murder. Now it's nothing. Homosexuality, now it's nothing. Well... We, for the last 30, 40 years, have been inundated with UFO, unidentified. And the key word here is not weird or mystical. It's unidentified. Just focus on that. We don't know what it is. What if, what if the Antichrist himself or he introduces someone that is a fallen angel or a, a, a principality or power? The Bible tells us that they can look so much like people that some of you have entertained, some of you have given them a ride and bought them lunch and you didn't even know it, okay? What if on global television, the Antichrist is called fire down out of heaven and said, look, it's time to just stop all this religious nonsense. I want to introduce someone to you. He comes up and says, hey, we're the ones that took all these people out of the earth. What? Now, I'm not saying this is how it's going to happen. This would make sense to me. They were in the way. They thought they were exclusively gods and we just did away with them. You are gods. We are going to build a utopia together. You have within you. You don't have to just worship one, uh, but I'm in you. In the same way Christ would say, I'm in you, you're in me. And they predict. And what if this person said, um, we're going to un unlock the mysteries of the world. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to give you the cure for cancer. And he just speaks a hologram or one comes up and the men write it down, get to work on it. And the next day it's on the news, cancer is cured. Go to these coordinates, latitude and longitude. And you're going to find, like the Dead Sea Scrolls, you're going to find written materials that will debunk all of the Christian faith and show you what your true ancestry is. And these things happen. Lying signs wonders. We're going to show you interdimensional travel. See, for us, we think Star Trek, we think tractor beam, we think UFO, UFO, UFO. But there's reason behind it all. Interdimensional travel, you remember how Jesus could just appear in a room? And he appeared in the midst of them and said, peace be unto you. That's what you and you just fall out, you know, just, just appear in the room. An angel can just appear 
And suddenly, the skies were filled with angels singing glory to God in the highest. So they were immediately seen and immediately heard. What if they said, and we're just being fun, they're just being funny. Now watch this. They take a step, they're gone. They take a step this way, and they, they're back. And everybody's going, ha, <laughs> You know, they're nervous, and it's on television. And what if he says, you, come up here with the headset. What's your name? I'm just a producer. Come with me. He steps this way. He's gone. He steps this way. He's back. The world will be seduced with not only answers, but supernatural demonstrations on demand that will wow the people. Surely we've never seen it like this in a Pentecostal church or a Baptist church, you see. Power, spiritual power, political power over countries, kingdoms, and kings. Power to do miracles, I told you, signs and lying wonders. Power to deceive personally and through his many false ministry and followers. And this is the huge one. Power to survive death. This geopolitical figure, it says in Revelations 13, will receive a mortal wound. And yet it will be healed. And all the world will marvel and follow after the beast. And worship the dragon, for he gave his authority to the beast. Saying, who is like him and who can fight against him? So if he's mortally wounded, whether on television or in private, and we see the corpse, we see the murder, and then he comes back to life, what's that an imitation of? Anti. Opposition to, in the place of. The Antichrist not only will receive and exercise great power, but I firmly believe is here. I can't say factually, because I have not seen, you know, the Bible's the standard. I've not seen the covenant confirmed with many with Israel. But there are already designs finished for the third temple to be built in Jerusalem. There are already the Levitical young men who are genetically affirmed to be priests, to do the exercises necessary in the temple. The red heifer is already, the ashes of which were used to cleanse the nation of Israel, has already been born and is kept. The utensils have already been made. Every one of them that are necessary for the sacrifices and the symbolism in the, the temple of Jerusalem, all, the, all of them are made. All we're waiting on is a temple. And when you hear about the temple proposedly being built or them calling for a temple, the church just yawns away while watching reality television. Have you ever read your Bible and said, how could that generation not have recognized Jesus Christ? How can this generation not understand we may very well be the generation that hears the trump of the Lord go off? And be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. We may see the Antichrist come on the scene, but he don't scare me none. My elder brother Jesus whipped his father 2,000 years ago at Calvary. No fear. None will cut your head off. I don't fear who can kill my body. I only fear the one that can cast my soul into hell. Fearing nothing. See, it... More in my life than anything else, seeing these convergence of signs does not make me a, a prophetic, uh, oh, you're just a, a prophetic a crazy man. No, no, I'm thrilling at the fact that I'm seeing his word. I could be the generation. I could be the ones that see it converge, converge, converge. And if I see that covenant confirmed on television, my heart is going to rejoice because I'm not appointed under wrath. And it means that God tells the truth. And if he tells the truth, then my wife is going to be in heaven. My children are going to be in heaven. I'm going to be in heaven. Grace will reign. The millennial reign will start. There will be a thousand years of peace and tranquility. And the angels will rule with rods of iron. And then Christ will, uh, at the very end, destroy it all by fire and start over. And there will be no more sorrow, no crying, no pain. And all the things will be passed away. Not fearful of no antichrist. I know the Christ. Why would I be afraid of an imitation something? Y'all know imitation chicken. They're selling that now. 
The Impossible Burger, have you heard about it? No meat. Ain't scared. I'm scared of that. I don't want that. <laughs> but I believe he's here because he has to be grown. He has to be educated. He has to be articulate. He has to be empowered. He can't prepare when it's time to confirm the covenant. He has to be here. His spirit's been here since the Garden of Eden. The fig tree, Israel, has already blossomed. And this generation will not pass away till all things are fulfilled. A tower is being built today. Not Babel, but Babylon. A tower without God's help or approval. All we need is each other. One voice, one mission, one purpose, one king. The Antichrist will oppose Christ by coming in and taking the place of Christ. Listen, a different gospel, it's all around us, in the place of, okay, Jesus' gospel. And I'm going to give you a litany of these, but I want it just to click for you. This is how we know. The Bible tells us in 1 John, and that there are many Antichrists already. The one hasn't, there's many of them. And, and, and the devil can transform himself into an angel of light. It's easy to be deceived. Here's how you know if it's in the place of something Jesus was, is, or said. Listen to this. A different gospel everywhere. A different spirit everywhere. A different Lord. Any Lord that teaches you that you're the focus of your life... When Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, pick up his cross and follow me. If you save your life, you'll lose it. If you'll lose your life, you'll find it. So Jesus says, lose your life. And this one says, best life now. Different message, different Lord, different emphasis, different revelation, different origin, different motives, different promises, different expectations. Different laws, different paradigms, solutions, different sources of power, natural and supernatural. We have created the perfect vacuum for the Antichrist to arrive on the scene because he will be what our flesh wants, our flesh craves, what our minds desire and our soul longs to be as God. He will let us be as him, ruler of our life. Ruler of our heart, ruler of our goals, all about peace and safety for me. Jesus invites you to come and die. Die. The Antichrist will say, come and let me solve all your problems and live. And the world will be deceived. Josh, if you'd play that uh, uh, altar CD for me here. I'll read this and we'll be done. The world today is in chaos. Chaos. Church family, I, I struggle with it too. I'm like you. It's just, you don't even want to turn the news on. You don't want to talk. It's just, that's why we don't preach about this. We don't talk about it. It's just, it's just too hard. It's too, um, you know. But it's all unraveling. The fabric of family the fabric of government, the fabric of nations, uh, the fabric of nature. Everything is unraveling. Do you, do, do you see it? We have control over nothing. A chaos. We're longing for tranquility. The world is ravaged by past and present wars and we long for peace. The world is nationally, politically, socially, and financially unstable. We're just longing for stability. The world is spinning out of control and we're looking for someone to take the wheel. Not a Lord that owns the car, but someone to take the wheel and steer me into better days. The world is filled with confusion and is primed and ready to follow someone with the answers. The world lives in perpetual fear and is looking for someone to provide security and safety. 
And see, the Antichrist will do that. He'll solve the Middle East crisis. He'll solve through signs and wonders, uh, medical uh, mysteries, cures, all of that for three and a half years. And then the world's going to say, peace and safety. And then sudden destruction is going to fall upon the world at the three and a half year mark after the confirmation of the covenant when he stands in the temple of God declaring himself to be God. And the Bible said, and great tribulation such as the world has never seen before is going to fall upon the world. And unless God shorten those days, no person would be left. Oh, he'll be revealed. He will be revealed as the impersonator in the middle and throughout the end. The world has lost faith in everything that has come before it and is eagerly anticipating something, something, someone new. He will not only have the answer, he will be the answer. We don't want, the world screams it. I hope. God, I've, I want you to know I've tried so hard. I feel so inarticulate. There's so much of this that is just, it's just, I just ask that you fill in the gaps where I'm missing it, Lord. The world screams uh, that we don't want Jesus. Hate it. The world hates Jesus. Hates, its, hates his people. They cry out for an anti-Jesus. One with no laws, one with no rules, one that just makes my life better. The Jews, when asked by Pilate, would you like Jesus or Barabbas? They said, give us Barabbas. Anybody but Jesus. And so God sits in heaven and says, you don't want the Savior? How about an anti-savior? And the world will lap him up like a dog does water on a hot day. He will be the answer. And the world will wonder after him. And finally, I spoke to you about the covenant. The middle of the week, he will cause the sacrifice to cease the oblation to cease, and then he'll begin to persecute Israel and will slay tens of millions of millions and millions of Jews. This spirit is in the world today. It'll be cloaked in the first part of the tribulation, but the great tribulation will un, un, release it in, in great strength. And the Israelites... And those who come to faith in Jesus Christ during this time who refuse the mark will be slaughtered. Because John saw them in heaven and he said, who's all those people? You can't even number them. They're all in their white robes. He goes, oh, those are the ones that come out of great tribulation. And God saved them in that last hour. You can resist this spirit today. And you can resist if we're here the very person of Antichrist then he is not greater in you and to Christ at his peak of power has nothing on the child of God nothing because I've been carved in the palm of God's hand his spirit is in me. My name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I may not be able to do what you do to the Antichrist, but you can never be who I am. No fear. No fear whatsoever. So what do we do, John? You hide the word deeply in your heart, consistently, repetitively, uh, in submission. Through memorization, give it supremacy in your mind. An absolute surrender to the Holy Spirit within you. I'm going to give you just a final thought. 
and we'll play one song and go home. This is going to be a shock value illustration. I don't like to use them, but I want to go ahead and tell you. So, all right. Who's some papa, real papas in here? I, I mean, got daddy's girls. You just, just slip your hand up. Okay. I got Jeremiah, James. All right, James, I'm going to pitch it to you. Right up the street, a guy comes up and he's preaching a relative gospel. All roads lead to Jesus. But the blind are seeing. The deaf are hearing. They're seeing it happen. And your precious babies have contracted a disease there's no known cure for. And the doctor has given them three months to live. And this man comes to your house and says, I can heal your babies. What do you do? Your baby has a week to live. And this man who preaches a false Jesus with a false spirit, with a false anointing, has the power to heal. You've seen it happen. A nurse comes up to James. He just did this in room 403 at the medicine. I, I saw it with my own eyes. Someone's on life support. And you witness him lay his hands. What do you do? In the tribulation, your children will starve to death if you don't let him be Lord. Your children will thirst to death. They will be killed before their very eyes if we're here. So, John, why do you do series like this in here? So you'll be ready. Ready for the trumpet. Ready for evil. Ready for war. I would go to hell for my girls and my boys. If I know my heart, I would go to hell for them. But I would let them die before I let that man put his hands on them. Because that's the spirit of Antichrist. If my God won't or can't heal them, then they won't be healed till we get home. That's just the way the chips fall. But as for me and my house, I side with him. And anything that's in opposition or or imitating or opposite of, I want no part of it. Pastor, that's why you preach and sometimes you call names. Yeah, I, 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 I know I sound legalistic. I sound like I have an edge. I sound like, but they're leading people to hell. Preaching about a Jesus that does not resemble the one in the Bible. It's a false Christ. Andy, when we were at Northside Assembly, and it's so good to have you and Patty here today. When we were at Northside Assembly, I heard a missionary tell this story. And this is my final closing, I promise. But I remember how it just shook me. He said he had a, a buddy of his that was on the field in the bush, not going to inner city Atlanta. You know what the bush is? Like, keep the fire going, baby, or the, or the lions get all of us. You know, they just come in and whoosh, take you out of the tent. And while he was there, they had a little local pastor, a native pastor. That was his home. And they drug them all down to the river. Just came in a little city and drug him down to the river. Boy and a girl and his wife and himself put the knife to the preacher's throat, knives to the kid's throat, and said, Denounce your Lord, or we will feed your little boy to the gators. The little boy looked at him, he said, See you in heaven, Daddy? See you in heaven. He slit his throat. And threw his boy in. Oh yeah, this, 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 we can't handle this. They are dying every day around the world for the name of Jesus Christ. His little girl looked at him and said, threw him in. Saying to the wife, down to him, you fool. They threw, cut his throat and threw him in. He closed his eyes in this world, went right up, hugged his boy, (laughs) hugged his girl, (laughs) hugged his wife to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. So you don't have to go go crazy and try to figure out everything. Just know this. It's all going to come together. Watch the signs. All you got to do is remember three things. If it leans toward one world government... One world currency or one world religion, 
That's what you look for. Christ could come any moment, and it's all happening just like he said. So if it's happening like he said, it's going to end like he said. Amen? Would you play that one song for me, and we're going to be dismissed this morning? By the way, thank you, Myra, for this song this week. Josh, turn it up just a little bit. In the morning when I rise, give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. You can have all. If this is your cry, you can stand with us this morning. Well, for those of you that do not know me, my name is Andy King, and this is my wife, Patty, and we've celebrated 34 years of marriage, and uh, yeah, God's good. Um, I leaned over to Patty when John was preaching this morning. Um, We had a chance to serve on staff for Christ Chapel for 10 years, and then 12 and a half years ago, we went to Warner Robins to pastor Christ Chapel Warner Robins, and... um, I have an exciting announcement that I'm going to make this afternoon on Facebook about where we are headed. I can't do that right now, but after six months of waiting on God's direction for our life, um, we believe that the Lord has spoken, and um, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, And I leaned over to Patty this morning, and I said, I don't think this church realizes how blessed you are 
to have the pastor you have speaking the truth that he's speaking. I don't think you realize it. I miss it. And, um, John, I just want to, I just want to speak to you real quickly and go, um, thank you for not turning left or turning right. Thank you for not taking the easy road. Thank you through perseverance. Um, that as a result of that, there are thousands of people who call Christ Chapel home. And, um. I would not be who I am without you in my life. And there are people that could line up after me and just speak that um, God has used you. Do not become discouraged. Do not allow the voices that speak lies. You keep speaking the truth to this house and through the internet and you just... um, your boldness, um, your willingness to be like Jeremiah, who had hard skin and a soft heart. And um, I'm proud to call you my brother. Um, Let me pray over this house now. Father, I pray that this house will be a house that will be a light in this community. God, I just pray over this house that the best is yet to come. God, the best is yet to come. And I thank you for its history. Um, I thank you for its impact. But I pray over the people now who are calling Christ Chapel making home, God, that there would be the word of God burning in their heart again. That there would be a heart of worship in this house God, I pray over it that there would be hunger for your word, hunger for truth, hunger for being together corporately to worship with one spirit and one heart, God. God, I ask you that there would be a move of God in this house and that there would be signs and that there would be wonders and that there would be healings, God, that there would be a tangible evidence of your presence in this house. God, I pray that there would be revival that would come one person at a time because it cannot come to reach the community. God, I pray that there would be revival of marriages in this house. God, love one for another in the marriage. God, we pray that there would be men that would lead. God, I just pray over this house a a renewal of the heart of men to step in the roles of spiritual leadership, God. God, call men out. In this day and in this hour, call men out to be leaders in this house, God. God, I just pray one more time that there would be willingness to be submitted and obedient to what you are speaking to individuals in this house. God, I just pray over this house now that there would be gifts that would be unwrapped in this time. God, I pray that there would be prophets raised up. God, we pray that there would be leaders raised up. We pray, God, that there would be a spirit of servanthood, of kindness one to another, God. God, I pray that you would protect this body. God, I pray for supernatural protection over this house, God. We ask you that you would send legions of angels around to protect the right spirit, the righteous spirit, God. A sense of holiness and righteousness in this house, God. God, I just speak over it now, God, that it would be not only your bride, but it would be your witness in this community, God. I pray that you would increase its influence, God. God, whether it be in high offices or whether it be to the lowest of low people that feel lost and unknown, God. God, I just pray over it, God, that its voice would be magnified individually and corporately, God. God, I just pray over the people that will step into places of, of servant, of service that they could have never imagined, God. I ask you that you would call out people, God. Call them out from the stands, Holy Spirit. Call them out from being people with a jersey on sitting on the sidelines, God. God, I ask you to invite people in this house onto the field of influence, onto the field of battle. God, I pray that you would raise up intercessors in this house. 
God, I pray that you would raise up intercessors that would stand in the gap, stand on the wall. God, we ask you for bold intercessors that would stand in the place of, of, of impact and battle, God. God, I pray for those that are wearied by this world, God. I pray for those that are seduced by the spirit of this world. God, let there be an awakening in this house. God, let there be an awakening in this house, God. God, I pray that there would be a sobriety, God. An awareness, God. I pray against a a, a drunkenness spirit, God. A, A spirit that is eased into the church, God, that has inebriated us to the awareness that you are near, God. God, I speak blessings over Christ's chapel making. God, I pray financial blessings over Christ's chapel making. God, I pray most of all that there would be a renewal of your spirit and a hunger for your spirit in this house. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless Christ's chapel making. I hope you have a great, great, great afternoon.